So sure enough, these guys with their Argo and ATVs just come ripping up and they just like flank us. They, they roll right into camp, cut their engines. And uh, this one guy looks at me and he's like, I know you from somewhere. Are you on TikTok? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh my God, it's Pavlina from TikTok. We love your content. Remember when you rescued your dad on the South Canal Road? Are you single? Because I'm out here hunting for an auntie. <laughs> This is Frisky North of 60. We bring you stories about love and dating in the North. I'm Karen McCall. And I'm Mark Kelly. And we're coming to you from Whitehorse, Yukon, where dating and looking for love can be long and lonely, just like our winters. Or hot and steamy, just like the sauna at your local recreation centre. Today we're speaking to a TikTok superstar... Yeah, that's right. We are talking to Pavlina Sudrich, TikTok sensation, fabulous person. Pavlina is a skier. She's an outdoors person, an all-round capable person, and she's also found her niche with TikTok. Yeah, 80,000 followers strong. We interviewed her in December, so close to two months ago, and yeah, her TikTok followers have doubled in that period of time. Doubled, right? It's crazy. I was so glad to meet her. I had been following her on TikTok, and uh, and she got me with the should have had a husband hashtag. And we'll let uh, Pavlina tell us all about that. So, welcome, Pavlina. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here. You're our first local celebrity. Wow, thank you. I know. I don't know if I'm going to do it justice, but I'll try. I think you will. Actually, we have to correct you because we've had one other local celebrity, Gertie Pender. Oh, oh yeah. But that was season one. I'm always taking a Let back seat to Gertie. That's that's <laughs> fair, though. Hard that's hard fair. Hard. I think you're probably But right. he didn't tweet out our episode. No, so I, if no. you put this, uh, if you promo us on TikTok, then yeah, you're I'll definitely... Up. I could mention you in the comments, maybe. Will you tick <laughs> yeah. or talk us? Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> we'll talk. I'll tick. <laughs> How many TikTok followers do you have now? Ooh, well, I'm waiting to get to the population of the Yukon, and I'm pretty close. That will—that's a real high bar for me. Really? Did yeah. you get some today? Maybe you think? Um, I don't know. I didn't check yet. Okay. I try and stay off TikTok in the mornings and the evenings. Well, you have to. You have to. For those who don't know what TikTok is, is this uh, app? It's a kind of an all-around app, right? Do you want to describe what it is? Yeah. So TikTok is uh, is kind of a short video sharing platform where um, users can just share short videos with fun sounds and music, um, and everything is kind of under a minute. You can go up to three, but no one will watch a three-minute video. So it's like YouTube for people with short attention spans. <laughs> So you're you you are on TikTok, and the reason we wanted to talk to you is because, well, you, why don't you tell us what this hashtag is that we were talking about off? Oh air. no, you'll have to talk about that. I need a husband. No, not I need a husband. <laughs> Should have had a husband. Should have had a husband. Right. And so your content, some of your content is fabulous. All of it's fabulous. But the your, the, the content that caught my attention was your hunting content because I I hunt and I think it's. It's so well done. But then there was a handful of like gutter cleaning ones and like <laughs> you totally got me laughing. So I thought I'd give you a call. Yeah, that's great. So I, I joined TikTok this summer um, out of a dare. My friend, I work in communications and I felt I was kind of falling behind the communication platform trends. And I was driving out to Marsh Lake with a group of girls um, to sandbag. And one of them was like, um, you couldn't become an influencer. And of course, whoa. 
whoa, whoa. Yeah, you can't tell me what I can or can't do. So I was like, no, that's it. I'm going to become an influencer. And they were like, well, Pavlina, like, I think it's kind of hard. And I was like, well, just watch me. Um, and, uh, and sure enough, well, I mean, I knew it was going to have a, an added benefit of um, developing my repertoire for work. Um, so I sat down for a couple days and was like, what if I was going to go on TikTok, like what, what would I talk about? And for me, it was, it was primarily around outdoor education. How do we make the outdoors more uh, inclusive, accessible? Um, and what role can I play in that? And so, yeah, it started with like some fishing videos that immediately got quite a bit of popularity. Um, and then as the season transitioned to hunting season, then I was featuring, um, like I spent, 20 yeah I spent about 30 days out on the land with my dad in two really long stretches so there was like nothing but nothing but content to collect from those adventures and then it became fall I came back and like how are you gonna constantly talk about your epic adventures when all you're doing is cleaning your gutters but I I could see by that point that there was enough um there was enough interest in videos that just taught people simple things in a really condensed way. Um, and I, of course, am a single unmarried woman. And so I'm left to do a lot of these manual tasks. And I thought, well, what if we, um, what if we included those? Because I, I think not just women need to learn that, but people in general maybe don't know how to clean their gutters or change a tire. And so I kind of jokingly came up with this hashtag should have had a husband because um, in a in a very like 1950s gender stereotyped way, imagine that if I had a husband, he would be dangling off the roof, cleaning the gutters and mucking them out instead of me. Um, the funny, the really funny thing about that is right away after I posted that video about cleaning my gutters and encouraging women to reconsider whether or not they took that second day all of the comments are women being like I have a husband it's not worth it clean your own gutters my husband doesn't get up on the roof I'm, I'm married and I still have to do it um, so that's kind of been an overwhelming theme from the audience in the should have had a husband category the general consensus is not worth it not worth it and is your audience from all over yeah yeah so that's that's the really kind of cool thing that I wasn't expecting out of TikTok is that you really have a global audience um, primarily, I think a lot of my followers are from North America just because of the language and, and posting um, schedule. Uh, but uh, I seem to have a lot of like single dads from Florida. It seems to be like if I could identify my fan base, perhaps that's it, um, which is which is fine. A lot of a lot of single dads from Florida comment on how cool it is uh, that I do stuff with my dad and how they want their daughters to grow up to have skills and independence and capabilities like I'm trying to talk about. So that's always very flattering. <laughs> well, I gotta be honest, when I saw you up on your roof doing your gutters, I'm like, she's gonna fall off. Like you were, were you, you were like, you got a slope roof, right? So oh yeah, it's super steep. I mean, the, the challenge for me is that if I don't do it, my 80 year old dad will do it. So this is the compromise we've reached. I had a friend over that day that was like, on the ground spotting me in case I fell off. So I, you know, I, I was taking safety measures. You spot someone from the roof. It's not like a cartoon of like you yeah. running around with a, with a, a couple of pillows. Oh, like a trampoline. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we also, the best part was we had some, it was during the municipal election. So we had some municipal candidates drop by trying to door knock. And uh, yeah, if, if they weren't helping, we weren't having it. <laughs> That's fabulous. Uh, I just uh, want to go back 
to something that's not really that important, but local context is you mentioned you were going sandbagging, and that's because we had a bunch of floods this spring, and the lakes levels were really high, and there's all these properties at risk of flooding. So that was like yeah, that was like a, a weekly activity for a lot of people going like sandbagging. Summer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. I suppose if you were listening from a distance, you might be like, "What? No, <laughs> you, you Connors go sandbagging? The Urban Dictionary is getting lots of hits all of a sudden. <laughs> oh yeah, wasn't that type of sandbagging? <laughs> Okay, so I'm really curious also, because because of this hashtag, how many, or not how many, you don't have to give me a quantity, but how did that play as a single individual? Because it, it was, of course, it's tongue-in-cheek, right? But not everybody's going to get that. So how did that play for you when you were doing that, I should have had a husband, and uh, and people are pretty rampant with comments on TikTok? Um, I would say that asking for a husband to do chores is not an effective solicitation of dates i definitely got no dates out of (laughs) suggesting that a husband's role was to change tires clean gutters and shovel i think you have to lead with something more enticing um videos where i'm we had a we had a running joke from that that emerged out of people's comments was um, me wearing my hip waders, people seemed very enchanted by that. And so we, we, uh, we made a couple of videos where I'm kind of, again, mockingly wearing my hip waders and suggesting that I, I was, you know, I'm single and you could reach out to me at any time because I do own my own hip waders. <laughs> um, again, no dates came of that. Um, but there was a fair bit of interest. And, uh, but, but I do have one story of a date that was solicited out of TikTok, um, which is, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever top this. So my dad and I were at 1600 meters caribou hunting in the Alpine and we hunt on foot. And I was about 16 kilometers away from him because we don't, we hunt together, but, but separately during the day, we cover more ground. So I was like pretty deep in the back country and I was coming back and I heard, I heard these ATV motors um, which is always like a little bit disappointing if you've just hoofed it a good 16 kilometers for the day, you know, trying to hunt really quietly. Anyway, I was approached by these three men on Argos and ATVs. And and sometimes when I'm alone in the backcountry, I'll choose to step off the path and kind of blend into the, the bushes because basically you're you're encountering people that you've never met before and there's kind of a guarantee that you're all armed and you don't know how that's going to play out as a as a single woman and I've been hunting since I was born and alone hunting since I was like 11 so it just turned into a habit anyway I didn't have a chance to step off the road and and plus we were in the alpine so um I, I suddenly came upon these these individuals and um so they, they asked a couple questions and, you know, uh, have you seen any big bulls out here? And I said, no. And the response was, well, you're a liar. And it was, it was like a little bit confrontational. And uh, so I just wished them the very best and then went on my way and like pretty, they went on their way and, and I walked back to base camp. And when, and when I was back at base camp, I told my dad about this encounter and it, it had felt a bit uncomfortable. Um, anyway, several hours later, we could hear their engines coming back. And so I asked my dad to put in his hearing aid and come out and, and be there with me just as a secondary person in that encounter. So sure enough, these guys with their Argo and ATVs just come ripping up and they just like flank us. They, they roll right into camp, cut their engines. And uh, this one guy looks at me and he's like, I know you from somewhere. Are you on TikTok? <laughs> 
And I was like, yeah. And they're like, oh my God, it's Pavlina from TikTok. We love your content. Remember when you rescued your dad on the South Canal Road? Are you single? Because I'm out here hunting for an auntie. Um, and so that was kind of the, the best. Ex- my dad was like, what is happening? What is TikTok? What, what is this situation? He was completely out of his depth. Um, but that was the best kind of surprise that came out of TikTok for sure. Was this like potentially tense encounter turned into them totally fangirling in the Alpine. <laughs> Did that turn into the date? Well, no, they didn't actually ever call me. No. But I felt like, you know, the, the effort was there. I, there were some logistical reasons that maybe it wasn't going to work out, but... We should cross-post. We got to find this person. Yeah, find those guys. They're from Watson. Mm. Come on, where's my date, boys? <laughs> you promised me a date. If you had a successful moose hunting season, then give me a call. Right, because... You did not have a successful moose hunting season this year? No, no, no. My dad and I were out there for, you know, 28 solid days. And we, it was the first year in 50 years of my dad's hunting and, and 35 years of me hunting that we didn't get anything. So it's been a bit of a grim season. But people have been really generous. I think um, we always make a point of sharing our moose and caribou meat over the years, and people have really returned the favor this year. So um, actually, every couple of weeks, I open the freezer, and I'm like, ah, oh, it's more full than last week. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. That is the currency up here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. You had this, t- this isn't related to dating, but you had this TikTok video about um, making sauerkraut because is there actually a rule that if you don't get a moose that the premier has to buy you a sauerkraut? No, that was a bit of tongue in cheek. <laughs> like, um, this is a thing nobody knows about. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish. I mean, perhaps someday it will be a rule, but uh, no, that was just a joke. Um, I had been gifted a Yukon grown cabbage and... Um, yeah, I made a disastrous batch of sauerkraut, which actually ended up turning out not too badly after it was rinsed off in the bathtub. But you can check out that video for the longer, <laughs> the longer epic saga of my disastrous math skills. And then you, you fed that sauerkraut to the premier in another video. Yep. Yeah, he, he did give me the cabbage and he was kind enough uh, to, to sample some on camera. And uh, you can kind of see his disgust at my math skills. As a former math teacher, he was quite disappointed. But, you know, we always try for redemption. Yeah, he wasn't your math teacher. Yeah, right? Sandy, come on. You weren't my math teacher. Maybe I wouldn't have made this mistake. If A little you slack. <laughs> when, you, when you went on TikTok, did you ever think of it as like a different kind of dating platform? Like Bumble? or tinder but like tiktok (laughs) no certainly i had no thoughts around that um you know in retrospect i guess because a fair number of yukoners have seen the tiktok now and i i I occasionally get hailed in the grocery store, which is super nice, because I think one thing about TikTok that's different than other social media platforms is that it's very community-based. I did expect a fair number of negative comments based on what you've heard about, especially women being Mm -hmm. online, but um, I think my followers are really, really kind, and they're there for the right reasons. They're there to learn. They're there to engage in positive outdoor content. Um, and so there's a lot of a beautiful conversation back and forth, um, and we really try and keep it positive. Um, but certainly, no, dating wasn't something that I thought about at all when, when creating that, that um, account. But I think, you know, in retrospect, it's, um, it does provide you with a more authentic perspective on who a person is. 
I mean, I discuss really challenging themes on my TikTok, like my dog passed away and I talked about what, what that grief has looked like for me. And um, that's obviously resonated with, with thousands of people who are commenting on their own stories of pet loss. And I talk about my dad's aging process. Um, he's 80 and, and this summer he found a place that he would like to be buried. And there was a lot of engagement on posts like that. There's other posts that are just really funny and sarcastic. Um, and so there's, there's kind of a, you're able to express a range of facets of who you are in a way that I don't think you can accomplish on traditional dating platforms. Like I think at least Bumble asks some questions like what are your three wishes? But I can't convey that, you know, authentically, if I had three wishes, I would ask to understand my purpose in life, the ability to achieve that and to see all the loved ones I've lost over the course of my life. Like, you're not going to say that on Bumble, but so what are you going to say? Like, uh, I'd like to fly and a million dollars. Like, I don't know. But TikTok allows you like a little bit more space to express more fulsomely who you are. And also, if you are going on a date with someone that you met, however you met them, they might Google you and then find your TikTok page, right? And then it's like they've already kind of gotten to know you a little bit before the date as well, right? So there's that yeah, it part could be of it. a fair icebreaker, like like check check out my I've never done that, like check out my TikTok and then get back to yeah. me. Oh, I don't know that that would fly in the dating world here. I should try it. Or I, I saw a tweet the other day about a woman who was uh, talking about meeting her friend's boyfriends, and the boyfriend would be like, "Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn," and she's like, and She's like, I'm sick of pretending I don't know anything about my friends' boyfriends when, like, this woman has told me every single thing about them. And it's kind of like you trying to, like, have small talk on a date. And they're like, okay, no, I know, like, so much about you, but you wouldn't know anything about them unless they're also two It is sort of stars. stacked that way. <laughs> well, so far, no one has, uh, on no dates I have ever been on, no one has expressed or admitted seeing my content on TikTok. So maybe they're, they're hiding that, but uh, it hasn't come up yet. Right. Well, there's a, there's a pointed question for the next wine evening. Right. Right. Have you, have you seen my TikTok? Yeah. And why haven't you? <laughs> and what are your honest thoughts? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I'm ready for that conversation. <laughs> That's, that is next level. You're right. That is next level. <laughs> do your dates resemble your TikTok videos at all? Like I'm thinking like, cause you hunt and you do a lot of DIY stuff and like, like are your dates also really like rugged and outdoorsy often? Um, well, I'm speaking from a very limited sample size, but I would say generally no, um, because that person, for me at least, those types of activity presume a level of trust and intimacy that really takes time to develop. So I'm very um, conscientious that to go in the backcountry with someone, you, you really have to have a level of uh, a strong sense of what their skill is. It doesn't mean that you can't take unskilled people out into the backcountry, but you really need to know who they are, what their limits are. Um, I think probably going fishing would be like maybe a third or fifth date activity, but certainly not a first date activity. I mean, maybe just on the banks of the Yukon River, you could do it, but so far uh, limited mostly to walks. How do you assess that though? So you have somebody who's like, oh, man, I'm into fishing, like we should fish. Yeah, I have a lot of people ask me on TikTok actually all the time if I would take them hunting or if I would take them fishing or if they can come visit. Um, and I, I politely really sidestep those questions. Um, one, because I, I'm actually a really introverted person, so I don't, I don't really want to do those activities with other people. I'm mostly filming with a tripod, and I was filming with just me and my dog until he passed away, so now it's just me. Um, 
so there was a woman, there was actually quite a few women who reached out based on my hunting content who were like, I would love to go hunting with you. You know, I'm, I'd really love to get into hunting. And that's just something you always encounter, whether you're in the Yukon or the North American or global market, people are fascinated by this topic and they really want to participate in that. And for me, that that's a big point of the TikTok account is that I am absolutely not going to take you with me, but I'm going to show you what it looks like and I'm going to talk about some of the ethics and safety and get into some of those deeper topics that you might want to consider before actually stumbling out there with a rifle. (laughs) It's true. There are a lot of people who think they know what they're doing. So I can see why you might put arm's length between them. Well, and actually that's one of my favorite things um, that's come out of TikTok is that I think I know how to do a few things. And I've been very careful to not, well, I've I've tried to not posit myself as the expert or this is the only way you can do things because that's a massive trap, especially when you're talking to a global audience. But um, I really enjoyed the amount of um, positive comments that are suggesting that that's a really cool way to do things, but have you considered this other way? Like I scale a fish in a very traditional manner, but someone was like, have you ever tried scaling a fish with a spoon? Because that doesn't dull your knife blade. And so, you know, I'm learning through other people's interactions as well, but the secret um, that I'll disclose to you and your listeners now to my initial virality. So the fifth video I posted, the fifth or sixth video I posted went pretty viral for me. I got half a million views in 24 hours. And it was this very simple video of me pike fishing in an inflatable raft. And the reason it went viral is because at one point in the video, I hold up a fishing lure and I say, this is a Len Thompson. But guess what? The manufacturer is Alain Thompson. The actual name of the lure is up for debate. And so men started commenting like crazy and that bumped the traffic of the video, the interactions up into this viral sphere. But it was only because men were trying to correct me. Welcome. When you said this is a Len Thompson, I'm like, you lost me. I was yeah. like, maybe Mark knows who no. that is, but it's a brand. I guess. And it's it's apparently manufactured in Canada. Like oh. I, and this is like all things I learned through the the comments. Thank God for mansplainers, hey? right? I, I think as long as <laughs> he couldn't as, see the pregnant pause, I was trying to push there. As long as people are constructive, I really welcome those comments. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to be, um, if anyone is considering going on social media, you have to be really clear that you're not looking for validation or affirmation from the audience. That is a, a super self-destructive path to be on. But if you're very comfortable and confident in the content that you're sharing and you're not looking for external validation, it helps weather kind of some of the nastier comments and feedback because you're like, oh, well, like, that's that's fine. You you think that and, and, uh, and I don't. So <laughs> that's fine. Right. One video I posted... Um, we were we were again up at the alpine up in the alpine and we had a harrowing night because a porcupine was trying to chew our brake lines and my dad sent me out there with a with a shit shovel to um defend the vehicle while he immediately fell back asleep (laughs) and what i wasn't anticipating from the response from this video is people were so mad that i was going to have to kill a porcupine in order to be in the backcountry, and at first I was a little bit defensive about that because I was like look you don't understand how ubiquitous porcupines are in the Yukon they're all over the highway ditches like you know I'm a huge proponent of 
like ethical use of the backcountry. But for me, this is not like the death of one porcupine at the expense of getting out alive is is a, co- a cost that is fair to pay. But really, when I I, I took a moment to th- sit sit back and unpack that and really the root of those comments I agreed with which is that you shouldn't be putting animal life at risk because of your backcountry use like it should be a very um, small footprint and so that was an opportunity to kind of unpack and look at my actions from a different perspective and then that resulted in another video where I discussed how I fundamentally agreed with that comment but how this situation was like a little bit specific yeah, you need your brakes. Yeah. Did yeah. you have to shovel a porcupine? No. And that was the other thing about the video. I was like, we're having like a very raging online debate about an event that never occurred. Because I even <laughs> say at the end of the video, like the porcupine never came back. I was very thankful to not have to kill a porcupine. But people were still very, <laughs> they were very pro-porcupine. Dryer <laughs> sheets, eh? Dryer sheets? You know that trick? No. Oh, yeah. Dryer sheets. They hate them. They won't come near anything that has no the stinkiest way. dryer sheet you can Yeah, but get. then you're mm. risking trading a porcupine for a grizzly bear. No, that I mean, like, the, we're talking, mm. well, I don't know. Like, on, my, on the cabin in, in, in my plywood, that's where the dryer sheets live. But mm. are they scented dryer sheets? Yeah, the stinkiest ones you can find. But see, that's what I'm saying. So then you're, you're really putting your, because we, like, I even go to the point where I make sure I wash all my clothes with unscented detergent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm not a, an extra bear attractant in the bush. So to, like, then be taking dryer sheets and, like, rubbing yeah. them around my right, vehicle. Right, because you have to carry them. But, like, well, we just uh, staple them to the, dry, to the plywood and it keeps, the pl- keeps them off. That's and interesting. We never had the grizzlies come around. Wow, okay. So, like, the we smelliest do. ones you can find. Right, which are totally obnoxious. They're obnoxious. And I think the grizzly bears hate them, too. Hmm. But they work. Anyone with common sense would the, hate them. The porcupines like the glue, and they like they like solvents. Right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And also, can we go back to the shit shovel? Was that that's like to dig the hole? Yeah. Is that okay? The, the, <laughs> yeah. the flinging really. <laughs> I mean, well, how, whatever happens out there. That's right. Yeah, it stays I mean, out there. Who knows? But you know, there's some terminology that might throw some people. Fair. Off. Yeah, this Fair. is like a military um, grade spade with a long handle that's typically used to dig latrine holes, but in this case was also our only weapon in the Alpine because we weren't going to shoot a porcupine. Right, take out your tires at the same time at 30 odd six. I also love that we're talking about a shit shovel on a dating podcast. Right, (laughs) right. This is how it goes. This is how you show love. having a lot of success. Mm -hmm. I should have had a husband. You know what? We need to show our true selves, right? That's (laughs) what. uh, (laughs) Well, it's funny that your dad sent you out there. No. I, I want to ask you, your dad, does he, what's his thought about TikTok and your life on TikTok? I, I don't know that Rudy, I mean, he's 80, so he's still like a, a man of radio. That is the extent of his technological evolution, although he did get a cell phone this year, which has caused nothing but a headache for everyone involved. <laughs> um, I think he doesn't really understand the, the audience. I mean, I showed him a video that I made of rescuing him when he was stranded in the Yukon wilderness that immediately got a million and a half views. And I said to him, like, Rudy, a million and a half people were really interested in this story. And his response was, well, people are really bored and have nothing better to do, obviously. But having said that, when people see him around town and be like, Rudy, I saw your TikTok, he loves the attention. He's super there for it. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I think he, he straddles both worlds. He has right. disdain and real joy from it. And your dad's a bit of a legend in his own mm-hmm. right with his like ski background, right? Yeah, he, at least in the Yukon, he's a fairly well-known commodity in the outdoor cross-country ski world and also in the hunting world. Uh, we've never really been out anywhere without him being recognized from like his days at Whitehorse Copper or his days building the Dempster. 
I ran into you guys on the, um, on the, uh, what's it called? Yep. Edit that out. We're not going to, mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about where we were or where you saw us. Don't I didn't see you the, there. No, don't sorry. Put, don't put that in the podcast. <laughs> oh God. That's you, right. You were doing the photography. That's right. Yeah. My son oh, and I were you. up there. Yeah. With mm-hmm. that pop-up. That's right. Yeah. That, we were really. Which I just in- bought back for more than I sold it for after my divorce. Oh, I was, we were thinking <laughs> about that pop-up and how cool it was. It's super cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, whatever happened with those photos? I still have them. Could we see some of them? Of course you could, yeah. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, tourism took some of them. That's good. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful. You. Yeah, because your truck, there. yeah, you drove back and forth for me on yeah. some unknown, unnamed highway. Highway. You'll, you'll find <laughs> us somewhere in the backcountry. Well, I'm doing the editing, so it might not. <laughs> don't, don't name where we were. Right. Are you, are you that kind of hunter that's like, we, we hunt in the Yukon, so let's get you the pie-shaped piece of land that we are on. We are, and that's kind of because... Um, We've been hunting in the same area for over 35 years, and with increased access and mm-hmm. hunting pressure, um, I personally feel that it's it's really difficult to compete against hunters who are, in most cases, younger and fitter than my dad. Um, there's a lot of people who are using motorized mm-hmm. assistance when hunting, and my dad is adamant to the day he dies that we are going to be hunting on foot. Um, and then you increase the pressure plus mm-hmm. those disadvantages. And um, I mean, I, I don't, I never want to blame an unsuccessful hunting season on others, but we increasingly feel quite squeezed out. Um, and so secrecy, although I think a lot of people already know where we hunt, but I wish less people would be there for sure. But everybody who hunts wishes that there was no one around them ever. Well, that's the whole reason we live here, isn't it? Right. I mean, I remember going down south to have a camping trip with some family and we had to book our campsite in January to go in July. I'm really trying to unpack my own wilderness bias. And that was a big point around starting the TikTok is outdoor spaces, inclusion, accessibility. But I, I still have an ingrained bias around even using Yukon government campgrounds. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to go into the bush and camp and be looking across the fire pit at the side of someone's RV. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's that about? Yeah, right. Well, there's a t- there's a certain kind, right? A certain kind of going out in the country. Yeah, and that's one thing that that, like I said, with with the the TikTok account was really important for me to address and unpack because anytime someone is outdoor in nature having a beautiful experience, that is what we're there for, mm-hmm. and what that looks like. We we need to really start changing how we think of this hierarchy of like what's valuable, what's hardcore. Mm-hmm. As long as you're out there having a nice time, then that that matters and that counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what you need to feel safe to be outdoors and having an enjoyable experience is fine. Mm-hmm. That's true. Will you be making any more uh, should have had a husband uh, videos, do you think? Well, unfortunately, I probably will. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get a Christmas tree today up in the Alpine. And, you know, that would be a nice activity to do with a partner. But alas, I will be out there in the snow with a tripod and a saw. <laughs> so we'll see how things go. The winter is long and bleak. <laughs> and there's lots of, sh- well, there can be lots of shoveling more chores to yeah, there's do. no more gutters to do though look on the upright side yeah but but karen's right we are we are just entering the depths of shovel season i'm trying to think of what, what other winter chores will i have to toil away at i like watching some of the tiktoks from from people that live in in cabins especially like around dawson and hearing the stories of of people's lives in west dawson i thankfully i mean i'm sad about not having wood heat um, my mom had wood heat when i was growing up uh, but i don't miss stacking three cords mm-hmm. of wood stacking and splitting or hauling water. I don't miss mm-hmm. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, shoveling your road to the outhouse. Oh, yeah. 
or to the road, traveling yeah. your road to the road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So did you win the bet with your friend? Do you uh, consider yourself an influencer yet? Yeah, we failed to kind of, uh, we failed to define what that would look like. But I will say that um, TikTok has translated into some work for me um, through communications work. So I think at this point we can call it. I did it. I did it, guys. Right. Have you got it. the blue check mark yet, though? No, and that's actually really interesting because TikTok doesn't verify users. Um, they don't give you the blue check mark the way they they would on on Twitter or Instagram. They have to decide in their secret little recipe um, calibrator that you are a content creator that is developing valuable content into the market. So I've seen TikTok creators with the blue check mark that have like relatively low followings compared to others. I mean, obviously if you have 60 million followers, you're probably going to have the blue check mark, but I don't know, someday they may call and knock on my door, but frankly, I think, um, they probably should focus and they are focusing on more indigenous, indigenous Northern content creators ahead of me. And I am totally there for that right it would be nice to get a free axe though yeah if anyone would like to send me free things <laughs> i will accept free things um someone did offer to repair the hat that a uh, grizzly bear or wolverine trashed and so i sent my hat to alberta for someone to fix they haven't sent it back yet but i told them that i didn't need it till the summer anyway so i'm i'm hopeful they didn't just steal my hat no uh bear lake bushcraft adventures there he's a really nice guy so he's fixing my hat oh. and then i did have a, a viral video about dry meat that i didn't expect to become as popular as it did and it, it's currently over 27 million views which for a topic as niche as what dry meat is, right. which for your listeners, maybe outside of the Yukon, dry meat is um, an, uh, kind of an indigenous style of beef jerky that, that uses traditional knowledge to use kind of the best cuts of wild meat and is air dried. And it's, it's very delicious and you can eat it with uh, coconut oil or with butter or just plain. And I was gifted this beautiful bag of dry meat from some people in Old Crow. And I made this TikTok where I'm, this very insipid girl is saying, tell me you're rich without telling me you're rich. And I just hold up my bag of dry meat. Anyway, that video for some weird algorithmic reason still just gets huge amounts of hits but i was very disappointed that i didn't get a beef jerky sponsorship out of that like right. I, somehow i failed to monetize the virality of that so i i'm i think i'm quite lax on the marketing side of tiktok i think you just gotta go and change your hashtags to like jack links or mcsweeney or something yeah i should have been tagging the major manufacturers <laughs> darn it maybe next time I, th I don't know maybe canadian tire is going to come knocking soon well that oh. i i am really hoping to someday become the spokesperson for canadian tire so i i used to um work in a in a i used to work in an office where we'd get the friday paper and I, my favorite thing to do on Friday afternoon was to take the Canadian Tire Flyer and walk through the office and tell different people what I thought that they should get from these smoke and deals. And then now that I work from home, I, I found I, I didn't have friends to share those smoke and deals with, so I made it into a TikTok. And the first one got like 100,000 views. People were really interested in, in this mm -hmm. weekly feature of the Canadian Tire Flyer. And so, yes, I'm, I'm hoping that someday Canadian Tire head office sees me for the gem I am and calls me and makes me their official spokesperson. Well, that's the kind of a theme for the whole talk, really. Still, someone needs to see you for the gem you are. I mean, Aww. many people do. <laughs> Already. And I actually Already. understand that you had a little call out that you wanted to do. 
Oh yeah, if you see my TikToks or uh, if you're interested, um, send me a direct message. Uh, I'd love to go for a coffee and a walk. Aww. If you like shoveling. And you know, if you have a freezer full of moose meat, all the better. How many people find you on TikTok? Yeah, my handle is at Pavlina Sedrich, so it's just my name, and I'm the only Pavlina on TikTok as far as I know, so that's just uh, that's just where you can find me, Pavlina Sedrich. Thanks so much yeah, for chatting with so us. Yeah, so glad you came by. So interesting. Thanks for having me, guys, and good luck everyone out there. It's hard, it's hard out there in the winter to be single. Best of luck. <laughs> Since we recorded this interview, Pavlina has started dating someone. She says they had no idea about her TikTok presence. (laughs) How's that possible? I mean, they do now. I bet they do. This episode was recorded in and around Whitehorse, Yukon. Sometimes we use the podcast studio at Uconstruct. And sometimes I record in my closet. Our music is by Anthony Vega, Sexy Time. Thanks for listening in. We would love to hear from you with story ideas or feedback. Get in touch through Facebook, the Twitter, or email us at friskynorthof60 at gmail.com. That's friskynorthof with the number 60 at gmail.com. We'd also love to get a rating, preferably four stars or above, from whatever podcast app you are using. Thanks very much, everybody. Stay frisky. Stay frisky. Stay frisky.